Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Once upon a time, there was a girl who dreamed of flying through the stars, who dared to resist injustice, who lived to a beat and a rhythm that was all her own. Her name was Chloe Frida, Oprah, Celia Cruz, Josephine, Greta, Ruth, Alice. One day, she wondered, could today be the beginning of something new? This was her one opportunity to do something, something big. So that's exactly what she did. Along the way, she discovered that she wasn't alone. Her body felt strong, her mind sharp. She was prepared to work as hard as it took. Her words were making a real change, and she felt powerful. I'm Gail King. I'm Andrea Day. I'm Diane Gibbons. I'm Lindsay Vaughn. I'm Jamila Jamal. I'm Anita Hill. I'm Brenda Chapman. I'm Alana Glazer. And this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio. Hello there, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This cinematic account, Story Club members, might make you not want to visit movie sets ever. It's one I call Lights, Camera, Kill. Drew Patrick was so proud of his dad. His father, Bruce Evans Patrick, was a horror novelist who had his first book adapted into a movie called The Kill Kill Man. It was a story about a creepy guy named Max Willem, who lived in a farmhouse and dispatched his victims, usually people who were lost, with a sickle, which is a sharp crescent moon-shaped blade on a handle. Willem often wore a dark trench coat, called the Duster, to do the deed, and his trademark cowboy hat slung low over his face. The movie was shooting on location near the site of the actual murders. When the real Max Willem was finally confronted by police, he locked himself in his farmhouse and burned it to the ground with him inside. The place went up like a paint factory. When the authorities sifted through the ashes, they never found the remains of the Brandon County Butcher, as he was called. That happened nearly 60 years ago. Drew's dad based his novel off Willem, but changed many of the details to make it more dramatic. Just before publication, a movie company purchased the rights to his book and quickly greenlit it into production. The producers even allowed the author and his son to visit the set. How cool was that? Drew's dad was kind of an on-set consultant, since he knew so much about the Brandon County Butcher. Drew was obviously more than happy to tag along. He enjoyed making his own movies on his phone and uploading them to YouTube. One of his five-minute horror movies had nearly a million views and 100,000 likes. Drew wanted to make a movie about the making of the Kill Kill Man movie, but the producers shut that down. They didn't want any footage or look of the killer revealed until the movie was released. So mostly while his dad was working, Drew wandered around the set. He talked to the crew and they were pretty nice to him. They were at an old farmhouse that looked close enough to the real one that Willem had owned. 
After Drew questioned everyone about what they were doing and how many movies they'd previously worked on, he got a little bored. Until he saw the actor who was playing the eponymous Kill Kill Man. The killer seemed to stand nearly seven feet tall. He wore his heavy coal-colored duster that draped all the way down to his weathered cowboy boots. He had a thick, dark beard and a black cowboy hat that pulled over his icy eyes. And the sickle. It looked long and sharp. Drew wanted to run the other way. This guy was imposing and scary. Man, this movie was gonna be a hit if he scared audiences as much as he terrified Drew. The tall man noticed Drew staring at him. He turned and raised his sickle. Drew froze. He couldn't move, couldn't scream. Then the guy laughed. But it wasn't a cold, evil laugh. It was warm and hearty. The actor nudged up the brim of his cowboy hat. He did have cold, blue eyes, but there was also a warmness there, especially when he smiled. Did I frighten you there, little buddy? Um, yeah, Drew said. He extended the sickle to the boy. Hey, look, touch it. It's fake. It looks pretty sharp, but it's as dull as a butter knife. It can't hurt you. Yeah, but it looks super real, though. Well, that's how movies work. It's phony, but we have to sell it as real for an audience to believe it. So we actors must believe it's real so it convinces the moviegoers. Well, you had me convinced you were the real Max Willem who'd come back from the grave. The actor laughed. You know, the funny thing is, they never found his body. That's the disturbing part. Yeah, that's true, Drew said. But even if he was alive somewhere, he'd be like 95 now or something, so I doubt he'd be slaying too many victims from his walker. They both laughed. I bet you'd like a selfie with the Kill Kill Man. Sure, Drew said. But didn't the producers say they didn't want any pictures of the set? Tell you what, post it after the movie comes out, and no harm's done, right? Drew nodded. He took a few fun selfies with the actor, whose name was Tracy Ray Hewitt. The assistant director then found the Kill Kill Man and then escorted him to the set for his big scene. Alone, Drew looked at the pictures. What a nice guy. Guess that's why they call them actors. They can be super scary when they want to be, but it's all an act. Selling it, as the guy said. But something disturbed Drew. In the 10 selfies he snapped, there was something in the background. At first, he thought it was a smudge on the lens, as it was a dark shape behind them. But the smudge kept getting closer and closer, and in the final picture, it was right behind the dead tree next to him. But it wasn't a smudge. It looked like a tall man in a dark coat and a cowboy hat, except with a pale, skeletal face. Drew shivered in the sunlight. No, it couldn't be the ghost of the real Max Willem. It was just a flaw in the lens of the camera, right? Maybe some mirror reflection. He didn't believe it. Still, he was gonna go find his dad and show him. As Drew was heading to where his dad was, which was Video Village, where all the camera monitors were, he saw Tracy standing behind the farmhouse. He was bent over, retching like he was sick. Poor guy. How did he get over there so fast? And why was he sick? Drew walked over to him. Except when he reached Tracy, he realized that it wasn't the actor. This duster was ashen and dusty as if it had come from the grave. And one of the hands, the hand holding the rusty sickle, was bony, skeletal, and blackened as if burned. The figure raised up and turned to him, smiling, revealing his bony face and burning eyes under the decaying black hat. 
time for one more victim, the ghost of Max Willem said. And then he raised his rusty sickle. Wow, that cinematic story took a dark twist. I hope that Drew Patrick was able to survive the encounter. But what I heard is that they had to shut down the entire production of The Kill Kill Man as a lot of strange accidents, like fires, occurred. It seems that the vengeful ghost doesn't want his story told. Guess that entire movie production of The Kill Kill Man turned out to be a dead end. <laughs> Did you know that there are a whole bunch of Go Kid Go shows? Of course, there's the R.L. Stein Story Club, and you are a member. There's also Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Pflugerville from Mighty Mila. And Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein Story Club wherever you get your podcast, and you'll find your way. Come back tomorrow for another episode, because every Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go Kid Go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.